Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Another Film Podcast. My name is Tierney. My name is Colin. My name is Matt. Wow, what what synchronization that was. We did it. I'm so proud of us. <laughs> Nailed it. Nail, nail edit, as I thought it was written out once. Now, do we? should we mention that we tried that before recording a hundred different times? Or... Or no? Yeah. We're, we use we use the uh, Fincher technique. We do a hundred takes. Hundred. We takes. do a hundred takes of every shot, even if it's not required. It's just like keep doing it. Just Does he really fully. do that? Uh, he has That's been so- known to do that. I, he doesn't do it for every single take, but he has been known to do that. Does in, he shoot on movies. film too? Uh, no, not anymore. Oh, no. good. He's hella digital. I think. Yeah, he's yeah, because he can't really afford that. <laughs> Yeah, no, because, yeah. like, I think the, the most famous one is the opening sequence of Social Network with um, Rudy Mara. And... Your favorite movie, <laughs> T. <laughs> um, but where Rudy Mara and uh, Jesse Eisenberg are just, like, having that conversation slash breakup at the bar. And he literally, apparently, he did a hundred takes of the shot. And, like, everybody was just like, what the fuck are we doing? <laughs> like, like this is scene... insane. That scene and then just an image of Justin Timberlake on a swivel chair are all I remember about that movie. <laughs> and I have to say, I prefer it that way. Oh, man, that's amazing. Wow. <laughs> well, anyway. we're not here to talk about, <laughs> about social network, although I'm ready, I'm ready to have that conversation literally anytime. Although yeah. Tierney clearly is not. <laughs> so we'll keep kicking that one down the road a little bit. Um, so, yeah, we're, we're continuing our, our Valentine's theme. And Happy Valentine's Day. We're doing something a little non-traditional for the pod. We're, we're doing a new release movie. Yeah, I know. It was the first yeah. time that's ever happened. So that's kind of fun. Um, this movie... Is that true? Is this the first one that we've done like that? Yeah. Cause like, yeah, because I mean... before we had to go to theaters... Yeah. Mm. Hmm. Okay. That's not true. This has always happened in the pandemic. I was gonna say. I was like, I don't. Or no. That's not quite right. <laughs> here's actually. Here's interesting. Uh, for anyone who listens, who attended our original po- uh, festival, not podcast. Oh yeah. We did do some new releases in the original festival. Oh yeah. Most notably and importantly, <laughs> Duncan Jones's film mute oh. that premiered on netflix during our oh. festival i programmed it because i was like that'll be cool it's like brand new it's easy to watch because it's streaming and it's duncan jones and it's a sequel to moon kind of uh and notoriously uh, everyone was silent throughout the movie and then after the movie it was over all of us kind of hesitantly was like that was bad and everyone was like yes very bad that movie was terrible and it became like i think it was the worst movie that we programmed it was so bad. Oh, oh easily yeah one of the worst movies i've ever seen a yeah. torturous movie just a, I a spaced terrible out for a good movie chunk of it i wish that i would have yeah. spaced out for a good chunk of it me too i have erased it from my brain though i remember very little of that movie and like somebody was trying like asked me to describe it and i was like uh Ooh, I don't remember the main action of the movie. I just know like there are people in it, and I hate. I love the actors, and I hate all of the characters. None of the characters are good. I, I remember yeah. most is uh, sitting in the chair right in front of the projector screen, 
where the mini fridge was and not right. knowing where to put my feet for the entire movie. <laughs> <laughs> Chronic problem. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah, I looked up the plot for Mute somewhat recently just cuz I was like, man, what like like you said, I don't remember like anything other than the only thing I remember is just my intense hatred of it. Like I don't even remember why I hated it. I just remember that I do hate it. And I was like looking up the plot synopsis and I was like, yeah, I don't remember any of this. Like it's it's just like completely vanished yeah. from my mind. But also like I will never fucking watch that movie again. <laughs> what a trash fire. I, yeah. I just remember like both Paul Rudd and Justin Thoreau. Who I forgot they were even in it. Yeah, yes. Alexander Skarsgard. It's a dope I remember cast. him. Like and I think Robert Sheehan, who is in, like, Umbrella Academy and... Oh, yeah, he's um, in Love, Hate, most... I think. Yeah. Uh, he's in it, I think. Uh, but truly... And Sam Rockwell. Sam Rockwell oh, is yeah. technically in it as, cam- as, like, a cameo. But, who? yeah. I just remember being disgusted by uh, Paul Rudd and Justin Thoreau's characters in a way where I was like, oh, I don't want to follow this story. And then I forgot what the story is, so that worked out great. An Man, awful movie. What a run Netflix had in February of 2018. They, like, surprise released Cloverfield Paradox after the Super Bowl, which was trash. And then they, like, yeah, terrible. like huzzah, released the, new, the return to sci-fi from the director of Moon and Source Code. And then, Jesus, that was bad. Just like... Oh, God. Yeah. So anyway, that's yeah, a brief we history. We haven't even announced the movie yet. <laughs> yeah, that's a brief history of picking an old uh, new mo- release. Uh, but we picked this one because all of us had seen the trailer and were excited about it. Uh, and it released on the 16th, so this is, like, very fresh. Um, and it's Supernova, a Stanley Tucci-Colin Firth joint. And so now's the part where we awkwardly stare at each other and we're like... I think this was good. <laughs> no, this was definitely better than Mute. This was like actually a good movie. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, a lot. I think <clears throat> we'll talk about it as we roll into it, but I'm surprised how many surprises there were where I think I expected it to just kind of be this extended, sad, like decline of health, but it like makes a lot of choices that kind of redirect the action uh, in kind of each of the acts, uh, and wow, br- brutal, just a brutal, heartbreaking, uh, film with great acting, some fantastic <clears throat> scenes of acting. I do, yeah. I will say I have two, I don't know if we're, are we launching right in? Well, I was just, I mean, like, usually we start with, like, um, oh, our initial thoughts. Like our, well, just like our history with the movie, but obviously we can't do that this <laughs> right. time. Right, I realize Our that history now. is like we all watched it a couple days ago for the first time while we're stuck at home in a pandemic. So. Yeah, because it's a new release and it was announced <laughs> that it's happening. Which is like, oh, really? Is that What an interesting story that is uh, of how you found this movie. Um, but yeah, all of that is to say, I think we can go ahead and just dive in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, I was just going to build off of what Matt said about the acting, uh, that I did have one caveat with the acting, which is the piano acting at the end. <laughs> I was like, this he's not even playing. His I arms did. aren't moving, but his body is. And then the wide shot, his foot's not moving, but the pedal is depressed. I was going to say it. <laughs> I was like, come on, man. 
<laughs> I did. I actually had that thought, and uh, it's funny that you did too, because I was like, hmm, I wonder if he's actually playing the piano or if he's just playing whatever he wants, and then they were like, and we'll like change it in post. Like, just like plink any keys, try to make it emotional, and then uh, we'll totally sub the audio, so don't worry about it. I, yeah, I was going to say, I think it would be fun to have been on set that day um, just to hear like just how bad because I'm sure it was just like not actually music just like random notes on a keyboard just like oh it's unpleasant <laughs> my thought was that they stitched two people together uh, but they left out his foot and so it was oh, like Colin Firth person's hands Colin Firth's foot and Colin they just Firth did like the middle of his body and just yeah. like here <laughs> That was my, my suspicion as to what happened. <laughs> also, he looks like Liam Neeson in this movie. So, that was one of my thoughts. Uh, really? Colin Firth. No, 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 not that he looks like Liam oh. Neeson, but just like Colin like, Firth. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> We're all having the same thoughts, wow. Uh, Colin Firth is a very attractive human being, but I don't not know, for some movie. reason, not this movie was not working for me. I was no. like, mm. like Stanley Tucci looked great in this movie, as he almost always does. But yeah. Colin Firth, I was like, nah, I don't like, I don't know. Like the beard maybe wasn't really he my thing. He looked very tired. And he, yeah, he just like looked. Well, just, which, to be fair. fucking point, y'all. Let's stop hating on Colin Firth. <laughs> I think the point is he's not supposed to be a supermodel. He's got gray hairs. He's got it's, gray. Okay, beard. look. The gray hair isn't the problem. It's the fact that he looks unwell. <laughs> like, Stanley well, Tucci's the one who's dying. Spoiler alerts. But, like... We probably do have to put at least somewhat of a spoiler alert on this one. But, like, he looks oh, to be like well, he's in the is... pinnacle of health in Confort. Which is fair, because, like, there's the emotional toll and the stress on the body. But, yeah, yeah no, I was like, oh, it's going to be, a, like, a steamy watch. But it was not at all. Just the opposite. <laughs> well, yeah, I think like they did have really good chemistry, and I guess if we want to just start talking about the acting, we can they see did, where yeah. the conversation goes from there. Like, they're both phenomenal actors, so it's not surprising that they were great in this movie. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I like they did have really good chemistry, um, even though it was like very emotionally wrought <laughs> because of all the other stuff going on. Um, I guess, like, do we maybe want to talk a little bit about the plot of this one in a way that... Because, like, normally we just kind of, like, talk about the movie because the movie's usually, like, three-plus years older, but... Yeah, how do we do this? I don't know. I mean, we can always (laughs) encourage people to, like, watch it now. I mean, I think people should. Like, if you are listening to this podcast and you haven't listened or haven't watched the movie yet and you've made it this far, like, just press pause. It's a $7 rental on Amazon right now. It's an hour and a half, like... And it's it's like it's worth, worth your it. it's worth your time like it's it's a good movie, um, but yeah like broad it's cheaper sh- than going to the movies and there are podcasts about current or about new releases so like we could just know. do like a log line well that's what I was gonna say. I mean we don't need to go Without deep going I was just into, gonna say like yeah. like the the premise of this movie is that it's uh, Stanley Tucci and Colin Firth's characters are a a married couple living in England, Ireland, Mm -hmm. England, uh, somewhere in the UK. (laughs) Uh, And Stanley Tucci's character has been diagnosed with dementia. And it seems like we're a couple years in at this point, or at least like a significant amount of time. Like this isn't a recent development. 
mm-hmm. um, but they're taking like a road trip together um, as and then they're just kind of like dealing with the fallout of Stanley Tucci succumbing to this they're taking a road trip to Colin Firth's piano recital right mm-hmm. the, the, aforementioned, so well. <laughs> the aforementioned piano recital it's like the movie <laughs> does like an absolute gut punch and then is like ding 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 we're gonna show you a fake piano playing <laughs> Tara's like you should wow. have just, just ended it do I think, think I would have been so mad if it ended can, can we, uh, at that other shot, even though let's hold off on that. Ending. Let's hold off on the ending at least till a little bit later, um, just because this is so fresh. But but like the shotgun was such a surprise. Whoa, I was like, come where on! Where did the shotgun come from? <laughs> and how long have they been the other one? You know, <laughs> I was like, what a twist! Jesus, <laughs> what a twist! Um, so yeah, so this if you if you haven't watched the movie, that's the plot synopsis go watch it and then are we diving into spoilers because i, I feel think we like can, a lot of yeah i think we can now yeah. i just wanted to like my notes are i just wanted to like give a little bit of background on this one and also just because like normally we watch older or at least somewhat older movies so it's like a little right. bit less shocking if we do like a spoiler and it's not not like this movie's super spoilerable because i like there are yeah. some like shocking things that happen, but it's definitely more of like the emotional stuff and like watching that play out right. on screen. Even if I had known how it was going to end, I think it still would have been like an emotionally powerful experience. So like I'm not super concerned about like quote unquote spoiling this movie, but I do think that I wasn't really shocked at any point in this. Like there's the emotional part and I feel like that's but like I didn't feel like there were any twists or anything yeah. that's unexpected. <clears throat> But, I guess that's true. Like nothing like shocking in that sense. It was just like yeah. the way the way um, things were revealed. I think were like mm. not again not like shocking, shocking, but it just like oh, interesting. I yeah. The first shot of the movie is the stars, uh, and then that transitions into them in bed. Are we all aware of what that first shot is? Then of them in bed after he's dead. Yeah. yeah, the fact that we're seeing the last shot first. Oh, interesting. Because okay. that's the bed that they're <laughs> yeah. staying in, and like in when they show the house, oh, they linger shit. on that bed, and that's the the bed frame. And so what you're seeing is both of them are not asleep in the bed. Oh shit! I mean, we're jumping <laughs> into spoilers real fast, but yeah, as soon as they lingered on that bed, I was like, oh, this is the bed. And so I assumed it was Colin Firth holding him after he died but then the surprise is that it's both of them and they're both already gone in that bed and that's what we're seeing so the idea of inevitability that you're seeing the end and already know how it's going to end and that inevitability and how it relates to dementia and kind of already knowing how this is going to go interesting i did not catch that it was the same bed i just assumed that it was there because like the, the movie there's like just a shot of them in bed mm-hmm. and then it goes to them being like in the <clears throat> like the RV. And so I was just like, okay, like I was I did not make the connection that that was like the bed from the like the rental house or whatever from the end of the movie. Yeah. I was just like, oh, okay, this just started with them in bed at their house and then exactly. they were like, all right, let's pack up our shit and get, and because like even it's, their first like conversation in the the RV is like I wish you would have let me pack for you. So, like, it seemed like mm-hmm. like a very logical... Okay. 
Interesting. It's also the only time they sleep without clothes on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, interesting. I I saw I did obviously like that is very noticeable. But I also just noted the bed because I was like, oh, what a nice bed. <laughs> what a crisp room. Yeah. yeah, but I guess I I again I like what you're saying makes sense. I just I didn't connect. I was like, oh yeah, they're just yeah. sleeping in their own bed at home, so like, not terribly <laughs> shocking that they're just naked. <laughs> hmm. Interesting. Because I kind of had a feeling that was the case before I even saw, to where when I saw the bed, I was like, ah, well done. Because mm. you go straight from that to the van, and it sounded yeah, right. like they'd already been on the van. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, that's what Colin was kind of suggesting. Yeah. Or, I mean, if they were at home, and now they're on the trip, and there's some sort of flash forward. And but the star is diminishing in yeah. the beginning. That's I was going to say, like, you, oh, can definitely, you can definitely catch that. Um, but interesting the idea that yeah because as soon as they lingered on that bed frame i was like i know and now i know interesting i know what a good move and i wrote (laughs) down yeah my note was just like inevitability that like you're you're already seeing how it's gonna unfold which is a very romeo and juliet which we can talk about Mm -hmm. a very romeo and juliet kind of quality too where the prologue of romeo and juliet they're like and then they kill each and then they die so now let's see that happen (laughs) they kill each other (laughs) You stab me and I'll stab you. Very curious uh, about the versions of Romeo and Juliet you've seen over the years. <laughs> yeah, where they're just like, get out! And they're like, there's just, yeah. They have like a Mexican standoff with each other and the priest, and then the priest. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, the fact that like they call out subtly uh, how the movie will end. I thought was very clever and beautiful and like mature. It was like, did you catch it? Okay, well, here's just a lingering shot of a bed for you to, like, wonder. Hmm, that bread frame looks familiar. <laughs> bread? <laughs> bread frame. Tell me more about the bread frames. The bread frames are, like, some of them come in circles, like a bool, and some of them comes in rectangles, like a loaf. I don't like that word. <laughs> loaf? Yeah, I think I oh, hate I... it almost as much as breast. <laughs> you don't like loaf? <laughs> Loaf is such a comforting word. No. Pound cake loaf? Loaf of bread? I don't, like, hate the word loaf, but I don't think it's a comforting word. It's just (laughs) a weird word. (laughs) Loafers and loaves of bread. Can we circle back? Uh, How did you pronounce bread bowl? A bool. (laughs) A bool? A bool, yeah. It's a French word for ball. Bool. Interesting. Bool. Bool. C'est bool. It is a bool. Um, so anyway, <laughs> um, okay, yeah, let's get into this movie, I guess. Um, <clears throat> I love how they revealed what their occupations were, mm-hmm. uh, like mm-hmm. that he was listening to the music, and while Sam was reading the book, um, I thought that was like a very cool uh, way to be like. Oh, and here are their jobs. They're both like talented creatives, and I was like, God, this is like porn for me this is everything <laughs> this movie was like made for my interests uh <laughs> to be yes. fair we talked about how we'd all seen the trailer it's because matt sent it to us and i'm pretty sure your oh. caption was i can't wait for this to kill me yeah <laughs> <laughs> i forgot that and it did oh it really did this um, movie fucking killed me i i appreciate what you're trying to say but we did know that 
Sam, Colin First character, was a pianist before then because of that sequence at the diner when Stanley Tucci was like, oh, oh yeah, right. like if you want his autograph, he'll give you one. And Colin Firth is like, God damn it, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> and which like led to, so this movie is obviously very, very rough. Um, yeah. But I think there are a couple moments of like really genuine humor. <laughs> and I, I thought that like conversation they had after um, Tusker, um, Stanley Tucci's character, like, has that conversation with the waitress, and she just kind of, like, walks away. Like, the conversation they have right after that is uh, really sweet, where Colin Firth is like, why do you do that? And he's like, well, you know, no, uh, Stanley Chuchi's like, I don't even know why I do that half the time. And Colin Firth's like, well, why do you do it? And he's like, well, for the other half the time. (laughs) And he just has this, like, cute little, like, playful smile. And it's just like, oh, there's such a, like, like, they're you can just see their their relationship their like 20 year history and their lives together you you just like get how like a sense of how beautiful their relationship was so quickly just in that little moment and it just makes everything that's going to come later that much more devastating (laughs) yeah yeah there's so many moments of like yeah that real rapport uh and like the the playfulness of stanley tucci saying something incredibly sad and then following it up with like a punchline mm-hmm. which is like of course he's a writer right and like that's he like using humor to like you know cut some of the grief uh and he does it so often and so many times that you're like god what a charming guy this must be <laughs> like oh i would love to hang out with tusker because he's so clever and like witty i don't love uh, the name tusker though i'm not gonna lie about yeah, that yeah neither did i <laughs> i didn't, wasn't into it I was, like, I was like, Sam and Tusker. What about Tucker? Well, that's what I was just like. Tucker's also gross. I, hate I mean, I don't Tucker. love it, but what is Tusker? I was going to say, Tucker is at a least writer. a name. <laughs> Tusker. Because, well, mm. like, when. So there's it's a like sequence. It's like Busker, when, but with a T. Right. It's just. It was very weird. Because um, I. When I watch movies for the first time, I try not to do subtitles. Because, um, like, I try and. Especially now, I try and like emulate the movie theater experience as much as possible and so there's the sequence where they like go to i think it's the first place they camp it's just like outside of like a rest stop like convenience area or whatever and colin firth goes in to like buy some groceries or supplies and when he gets back to the rv um stanley tucci's character is just gone and he starts screaming his name and i was like what is he saying because it sounds like he's saying oscar which like okay but it definitely Oscar is not... would have been a fine name right. for a person. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I was like, there's definitely more than just Oscar. So I was like, is his name Tosker? It's like that's a, that's not a name. That's not even that's not a thing. I was just so confused. Tosker. And then when you it wasn't finally until see... I saw the book. Exactly. When you right, see I was the book like, cover. Oh. I was like, okay. <laughs> that's what his name is. I don't care for that name. I think we could have done better. <laughs> His yeah. name, I just looked it up. His The character's name is Tusker Mulliner, which you're right. Like, that's 100% just like a stuffy. Oh, like, no, that's Milner. I was like, I was going to say, yeah, Milner is someone who makes hats, but it's not Mulliner. It's Milner. Yeah, Mulliner, M U L L I N E R. Um, I wonder why. I wonder why that's the name they landed on. I don't know. It feels like a stuffy, like, writer, like, writer who lives in England type. He's also name. American, though. So he is American, right. That makes sense. Just something yeah. like, I like this made-up word. Yeah. Or maybe <laughs> yeah. Tusker is the middle name, 
and the way some writers use yeah. their middle name and their last name. Or yeah. the la- like, like last odd. name. Maybe his mom's last name was Tusker. I don't know so, anyone else whose names is maiden names. It's yeah. weird. I wonder. <laughs> Interesting. Tyranny. <laughs> I don't put my last name on there. Well, I was going to say, we'll, we'll bleep man. it out. We'll bleep it out in post. <laughs> can you, whoever's editing this one, can you actually put like a bleep noise in there? Just, just for the yeah, fun. Yeah, I can. <laughs> oh, I felt um, so exposed there. <laughs> I was like, damn getting put on blast over here yeah i've also got your last credit card statement and i'm gonna read it out loud <laughs> oh nice have fun <laughs> um uh, can i just say a couple things uh about yeah, sure. the van while we're kind of on that topic absolutely i'm ready to so, talk vans so one thing I noticed, there are a couple of things where I was like, if you were driving that, you wouldn't be doing that, which is just mm-hmm. aimlessly running water <laughs> because it's coming from a tank that you have to fill. So when it goes into the bathroom, it just oh. turns on the water. I'm like, you would never do that. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, I do have a quick question, a follow up on that. They knew that they weren't going to be like permanently on the road. Like they were going to yeah. his sister's house. So do you think that maybe he there's like a little bit more wiggle room in the amount of Probably. water that he could waste just because they knew they were only going to be on the road for a couple days? Yeah. Well, that brings me to my system? second point, which is why did they even need a van? That's a good question. They used a lot of emissions <laughs> when they could have used the tent. I Well, we don't know how long they were going place to place because they were out. It's at England. The, You're not going for. I was going to say, it's not like they were going... <laughs> like super long distances <laughs> no but i'm saying like they were looking at, at the telescope that night like so, they weren't going directly to her place they yeah. weren't in, stopping so in if you plan to camp a couple times i don't I know think it just seemed like old. a lot of gas no, they're house. old as fuck I agree they're with not you. gonna camp on the ground they need a bed they're old one of them's dying <laughs> one of them is literally dying <laughs> um, they want to be comfortable no i agree Fine. with you tyranny but i think there was a line in the movie where it's like it's referenced that they've had that van for a while. Like, I think it was just like yeah. in storage or something. So I think like that used to be a thing that they did is they used to oh, go. I thought they bought it from someone. I don't think so. I, and again, I could be wrong. I literally have watched this movie once last night. So like, I could be wrong, but I think there was some, there was some line of dialogue or something that made me think like, this was a thing that they used to do. They haven't done in a while for whatever reason, like just life got in the way, but then they decided to do it like bring it back out for like one last little hoorah. Cause I guess like Stanley Tucci's or um, Colin first character is kind of under the impression that like, this is basically going to be the last vacation we ever take, which mm-hmm. it ends up being true for a very different reason than he was thinking. <laughs> but, um, but I think his, his thought was like, okay, this is a thing that we used to do. So while you're still mostly here and while you're still mostly like yourself, we can do this one last time kind of for old time's mm-hmm. sake. And they, there's that line where they mentioned when they camp like uh, by that lake or whatever, they like, they make a reference to like this. We used to be here. Like we used to yeah. do this. Um, so I, that was, I'm, I'm not as concerned about the van situation. As, the emissions. As you are. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, the emissions still aren't great, but it's not like they went out and bought a van for this like week long road trip. <laughs> What I will if you really want to attack a movie, RV starring Robin Williams is the enemy here if we're going to talk about emissions, okay? I've never seen it. Uh, I, was, I don't Jojo think any of us have. As just a random question, did you guys feel like... So they see a lot of people, they go to the his sister's house and they have that surprise party. Did you guys feel like 
Maybe it's because we've been in a pandemic for over a year and socially distant and, like, not around people. But did you feel like they were very touchy? Just, like, people? Yeah. Like, do you feel like in normal times, the before times, that, like, people touched each other that often? Yeah. I mean, I think that's a close friend group that is, like, adults that are, like, very... I feel like they were all just very, like... If okay, if you're friends with Stanley Tucci and Colin Firth as these characters, you're gonna touch each other because everyone's like doing I'm little con- elbow pats, reaching over. <laughs> I was just asking if it was normal or if it's I- people like you that make me sick. No. <laughs> oh, come on, <laughs> I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I just saw it and I was like, whoa, that's a lot of touching. I think, but it could just be that like that situation mm-hmm. hasn't ha- like I haven't been to like a family Christmas party in. God, two and a half, two years. And so it's like, I haven't been in that situation. And so it's like, I don't know. I don't remember. Yeah. I, I, I think it's sad. It's not judging. No, no, no. It definitely is sad. (laughs) Like watching that sequence last, like when I watched it last night, I was like, Jesus Christ. Like, this is everything I want. You know, like, I know. Like, obviously, like, I want to go to a movie theater. I want to be able to, like, generally leave my house without I just want small parties and people's But that's what I'm saying. That's, like, one of my favorite things and one of the things I love most when we all live together is when we would just have, like, small group hangs at our apartment and we'd have, like, at most, like, ten people over and we'd just be sitting around shooting the shit. Like, those, like, those are the, the, like, that's the thing that I I miss the most out of all this. Like, just being able to have those, like, very low-key social interactions and like watching this movie last night was like jesus it's been almost a year (laughs) since we've been able to do shit like this and like to be totally honest like this summer cases weren't too bad in denver we had some like hangs at my sister's house in the backyard but there was always this like like we're probably fine all of us are being pretty safe and we're outside like we're in your backyard so it's like probably not the end of the world but we still had that like that slight fear hanging over the entire thing. Whereas like this, like I would love to be able to just like go to somebody's house without fear of contracting a deadly disease and just like have dinner, have some drinks, have some conversation, and just like enjoy normalcy. <laughs> I literally wrote in all caps one of my notes is just I miss parties. <laughs> and that was a note that I wrote down. <laughs> Yeah, I definitely had that. And that's where I was like, did we always touch this much? Can we do it again? Will this ever happen again? Or am I just very, like, vulnerable about it at the moment? (laughs) Yeah. I wish I would have Stanley Tucci reach an arm across and just, like, give me a quick, like, arm. Like, just regard me. I just want someone to regard me like that again. Those little, like, oh, we're friends, or, like, pat on the back. The Oh, I did write down the greetings between Colin Firth, Stanley Tucci, and then the sister and the brother-in-law mm-hmm. were really good at communicating their relationships with each other. Yeah. yeah. Like, you understood who was related <clears throat> and who was an in-law uh, just from the way they, like, hugged and pat each other's backs and, like, who they went to first. And I was like, oh, this is so interesting that, like, you can understand those dynamics without language. It's just, like, clear that, like, these two are brother-in-laws 
and yeah, I thought that was cool. And like the the girl was just like, "Where's the dog?" Because <laughs> yeah. like, yeah. obviously, like the adults have like a much different relationship, and like the like the like the niece was obviously excited to see both of them, but like her thing was just like, "Did you bring that dog? I want to hang out with that dog," which like extremely relatable you... energy from this guy <laughs> yeah. right here. So. <laughs> which that dog is so fucking cute. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> made me really excited to get a dog. Speaking uh, of moments that made me laugh when they're like lying in bed and like the dog farts. Oh yeah. And they're both just like, <laughs> Jesus, Ruby. <laughs> uh, that way, like the way that she reacts to the dog is also a good way of showing that the dog is new. Yeah. Oh yeah. Good point. Yeah. Which that line towards the end. Oh shit. Uh, what happened to the dog? If they both died. Yeah, I also don't know. That's hopefully a big that girl gets the. I mean, hopefully their yeah. niece gets yeah, the dog. But, but like, that line um, at the, towards the end when they're like having that fight, mm-hmm. and Stanley or uh, Colin Firth just like has the realization like, oh shit, like that's why you got me this dog. Yeah, how long have you know? <laughs> you even got oh. me a dog. Yeah. Oh fuck. Which I think that's like the kind of twist that I was saying, like the surprises of like Mm. the context for certain things Mm -hmm. becomes clearer and clearer and clearer of like even not taking the medicine and then realizing like it's because he's not going to be here for long. And like even the conversation then that he has with uh, the sister where she's like, yeah, we're going to move. And he's like, no, that's good. And she's like, oh, well you'll have to come back here before we move. And he's like, sure. Knowing that he's not, going to be living after this trip so there's a lot of surprises or like really impressive like context given like yeah. the dog like that moment of like you even got me a dog you're like oh shit that's why this dog is here um and i thought those moments were so beautiful um and so subtle in like how they're shown to us and then we get the context later well and then uh another like with the when colin firth goes out to the van in the middle of the party and like, he's going out to like look at Tusker's like writing box, and you're just like, oh yeah, like I know what's going. To, like he's gonna find his notebook. He's gonna see that he just like can't write anymore, which is like exactly what happens. Right. And then, oh, is Biddy gonna hang out with us? I don't know. There's probably like <laughs> someone dropping a box off. <laughs> I was going to just edit that all out, but now we've called attention to it. Oh, Bitty, yeah, Bitty, no, no, no. Bitty, 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 Bitty. I've been on, on record on this podcast that I am very pro-dog, so like having some dog barks in the background is not going to bother me. And Ooh. if it bothers our, our listeners, then, I don't know, fuck off. <laughs> <Except you. laughs> um, but no, it's like he goes and you're like, okay, yeah, and then as he's like flipping through the pages of the notebook and you can just see the handwriting slowly getting worse and worse and worse. And you're like, Oh man, like I was expecting this to happen, but it still really fucking sucks to see it happen. And then when he lifts open the other thing and you just see a piece of paper with the words, dear Sam written a hundred times. And you're like, Mm -hmm. Oh fuck. (laughs) Like, Oh oh shit. What is And like, that was like shocking. Like I was not expecting him to be like, Oh, Stanley Tucci's just, gonna kill himself like he's yeah okay like awesome and that's where this movie turns that's why i think i was saying like you expect it to be like you're gonna watch the rest of this trip and it's just gonna be him slowly getting worse and then it'll end with them like next to a lake like thinking of times that they used to have 
And as soon as the poison is introduced, it becomes a totally different movie than what <clears> I was <throat> expecting. And it becomes much more about the dynamics of an assisted suicide and, like, what must that feel like as the partner of the person? <coughs> what must it feel like to come to that decision and, like, know that you're not going to, you don't want to continue in this way? Um, and, like, having those goodbyes and making it, like, like you said, like, there's only one thing I can control, and it's this. And, like, that's all I have. So, like, that movie is so much more interesting than just, like, mm-hmm. a sad movie about a man slowly <clears throat> losing his dementia. Or, like, losing his memory to dementia. Like, losing his dementia, and it gets better every day. Uh, but, no. uh, <laughs> You're right, that is but, a like, very different movie. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, but I think that's, like, that was such a dynamic turn <clears throat> that I think really made the movie way better where the first half i was like this is like a yeah this is like sad and sweet but like it's it's not doing anything like big and then i think the real emotional uh like conflict of the movie is after that poison's discovered and it becomes like how are these two going to negotiate the end of tusker's life uh I found that part to be, like, also hard to watch because, like, there wasn't really a conversation about it. It was just, like, a lot of, like, emotions with, like, words that weren't, like, I don't know. It was, like, I guess it was probably realistic to, like, what that fight would actually be like. But it was just, like, Colin Firth with, like, angry words and then Stanley Tucci with just, like, shrugs. <laughs> yeah. And I was just like, oh, no one's saying what needs to be said. Yeah. I mean, I think they were. That seemed like it was, They eventually like... got there. But, like, when Colin Firth was just pissily eating his food, I was like, God, I hate this so much. <laughs> Where it's just I like, I'm going to was... be pass, like, what did I say one time? Pass ag? <laughs> be all pass ag during you <laughs> and eat my food? Instead of, like, tell you how I feel. Oh, right, yeah. And he's like, we're just going to pretend this never happened, which is like, oh. Yeah, like when he he plays the tape and he's like, so here's what we're going to do. I'm going to go make dinner, and we're going to eat dinner, and we're going to pretend this never happened. I was like, okay, good luck with that, bud. (laughs) Yeah. I think that was like, yeah. Because then I think there is the potential that I mean, he even says later when he's like, you'll break my heart and that's forever. And that lasts forever. Um, I think there is a reality where Colin Firth thinks that they could move past this. Uh, And, like, that's what he's fighting so hard for. So I think, like, the passive aggressiveness is saying, like, we're not going to linger on this being an option. Because there's no reason you're going to do this. Like, I'm going to take care of you and we're going to, like, live the rest of this life. And so, like, that... Uh, that dynamic of him just being like, we're gonna, like, we can still dance. When he's like, we can still dance. Uh, and puts on the record. Which, like, that broke me. And I cried, for sure. Um, I think that's, like, the... The reason they're not saying anything is just, like, Colin Firth is like, this is... Like, we're just gonna keep doing it like we're doing it, and we don't need to think about the worst-case scenario. Which well, is what Stanley Tucci's already... Yeah, and I mean, like, Colin Firth has that line where he's, like, something to the effect of, like, don't take this away from me. 
Like, mm-hmm. like I want to spend the rest of our time together taking care of you and don't like, if you just take this easy way out, you're taking that away from me, which is like really rough. <laughs> so yeah. Like, just like, Oh God. <laughs> and like, they both wear wedding rings. It's never like confirmed. They both wear rings, but it's never confirmed mm-hmm. that they're like married. Um, <clears throat> but it's like the whole time I was just like, I mean, they're like, I, you can see where Colin Firth is. Like you can see where both of them are coming from like very easily. Um, but it's yeah. like, there is that kind of like till death do you part, like in sickness and in health. So it's like, you know, I can see why Colin Firth's motivation is so much like, no, no, no. Like, even though this is going to be terrible and even though this is all, this is, there's no way this ends well, even if in my like fantasies, it might, there's no way it will. Like, this is what I signed up for. And I'm, 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 I want to, and I'm willing to hold up my end of the bargain. Um, which yeah. is like both really devastating, but also like really sweet and kind of romantic in like a d- dark way. Yeah. <laughs> I think, but like, uh, like I mentioned before, like very mature, modern Romeo and Juliet almost. Where mm-hmm. it's like, if you're going, I'm going. Like, there's no point in us being separated. And the idea of being parts of stars, star-crossed lovers, and that kind of <laughs> idea. I think if this is a Romeo and Juliet adaptation, and I'm going to teach it in a class. But uh, <laughs> the yeah, but I do think like that uh, reality. I, I mean, because Colin Firth was even saying like, I feel like I'm doing it wrong. Like I'm not doing this well. Uh, but has been looking at places to move so that it would be easier. Like, and what was invested in doing this and i think that's what makes his decision at the end to just be like well if you're going i'm going very like it makes sense cuz he was like i was put here for you i'm i think this is what i'm here for so why oh god I that line stick around yeah. yeah just like and like colin firth is so good that he wasn't like actually crying like in like you can see a tear rolling down his cheek crying mm-hmm. but like you could just see that there was just like liquid under his like just like his like under his eyelid was just like glistening a little bit it's just like oh (laughs) oh my god yeah so many and i mean stanley tucci all or i guess we should be calling them by their character names but like people but do we want to call him tusker i was gonna say i'm okay Uh, with sam i'm not as on board with tusker (laughs) and like when you could say stanley tucci instead we're gonna say stanley tucci so never mind (laughs) They're Colin Firth and Stanley Tucci. They got married and they're gay and now they're dying in this movie. Um, the uh, two lines from Tusker uh, that I fucking asshole was like that I found brutal was I when she's like you're still Tusker and he's like no I'm not I just look like him. Oh that line fucking, fucking brutal wrecked me. <laughs> I was like Whoa. and then. And that was one of the instances where then he was like, like, and what a shame that is, or something like that, that, like, he jokes about, like, oh, and, like, it's, and that's too bad. Like, oh, God, you're just, like, effortlessly cool, Stanley Tucci. (laughs) Incredible. But that's also, yeah, that line slayed me. Um, And then later, during their argument, when they're talking about uh, him poisoning himself, and he says, I'm becoming a passenger also brutal Mm -hmm. we're like that is what it must feel like to feel like well i don't even know 
like I can't even guide my own life anymore and I won't even remember who I am uh yeah just so sad yeah <laughs> it's so sad but that dinner scene I found <clears throat> top to bottom excellent writing excellent acting um painful to watch like, painful to watch because yeah. it's a conversation until... that like you never have to think about really no for me it's painful to watch until they start to have a conversation because the conversation like sh- shows forward progress <laughs> whereas sure. when he's just being a little pissy i was like i can't watch this well it's like it's all hard to watch for the, both of those reasons like right? i know it's, it starts off being hard to watch because you just want to yell at the screen just like talk to each other <laughs> like, yeah. just say words but, but then the once they start second... saying words you're just like oh but that's oh easier i think that's easier to watch and it's easier to understand because you're like okay like i don't know i think you the, gotta communicate for, uh, if you're just not yeah. communicating it's just like yeah. annoying <laughs> No, 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 yeah. I totally agree. It's it's just, it makes, it's still hard to watch, though, because it's just, like, oh, yeah. you, care, you care about these characters, and you don't want anything bad to happen to them. Right. <laughs> so you're just like, fuck, this sucks, <laughs> you know? <laughs> like. Yeah. And I think just that conversation of having to come to terms and say it out loud, that, mm-hmm. like, I'm already <laughs> deciding I don't want to live anymore, and I think it's it's hard to watch that fight, to like, the fight for convincing him not to when it's already a foregone conclusion that this is what he's gonna do yeah um, and when he's like if you really love me you'll you'll let me do this yeah oh but god the, when he says you'll break my heart and that lasts forever and then they cut to stanley tucci just break and then like compose himself and he's like you have to get over me uh just outstanding but that stanley tucci breaking was like oh like (laughs) just like a javelin through my insides uh well i think part of that too is because like i traditionally think of stanley tucci more as like a comedic performer um Mm -hmm. which like i'm not super familiar with his stuff but like a lot of the stuff that i have seen him in has been more light roles whereas like colin first you obviously like you know and we know because we all watched mm-hmm. <laughs> that um what, what was the which which one which one did we watch we watched a, a simple man right is that the one we watched for the pod yeah how dare you <laughs> how dare you in the middle of this bring that into it you had to or know was it, was it no no it was the serious man Yes, that's what the it was. The one with Michael Stuhlbarg, too. Yeah. He's opposite Michael Stuhlbarg. Yeah, there it is. So dumb. We literally have this episode early in our run, and it's named the right thing. Even though, for a moment, it wasn't. Accidentally. Not even on purpose. You named it the wrong thing. Was that me or was that Colin? No, that was you. <laughs> And you were like, oh, shit, I didn't even realize well, it. I noticed it, and I mentioned it to everybody, <laughs> and I thought you did it on purpose, and I was like, God bless you, Tierney. This is A-plus trolling. And you were like, shit, I genuinely did not mean to do that, which somehow made it even better. <laughs> I get really confused now. <laughs> like, there's a 50-50 chance it's a joke and a 50-50 chance it's not. <laughs> um, Anyway, to circle back, um, but yeah, so that like that's just generally how I like, like kind of bucket those two actors in my mind. 
and so yeah like the sequences in this movie where stanley tucci does do those like really serious and dramatic and like emotionally powerful like lines or moments of just like you know face acting it's just like oh fuck <laughs> like this mm-hmm. i i don't expect it from him so seeing it from him and obviously like he's a great actor so like it's not like like oh god like this is an extra gut like an extra level to the gut punch that would have been there with any other actor but with that particular yeah. actor it's like ooh yeah and him like reacting while uh Colin Firth is reading his letter or like his mm. speech out loud and the little like like ju- just expressions that Stanley Tucci has and little like mouth movements to try to like hold back tears or like emotion. Uh, I just love Stanley Tucci. God bless us for having Stanley Tucci in movies. That, that letter, that whole sequence with the letter was just devastating. Like it was very sweet and very beautiful, but also just so painful. (laughs) Yeah. And Colin Firth having to read about himself. Yeah. Out loud. Yeah. And what he means to say to Tusker. Um, ugh. <laughs> um, the other thing that I thought was interesting, and I was like, I don't really know if this was intended, but the but like when they're fighting and Sam goes back to the camper to look at the bottle of poison, and then he hears the dog barking and has to run back in and like or and looks outside and sees that the plate has shattered on the ground. That idea of, like, the sound of a plate shattering is the sound, like, I don't know how to describe this, but, like, him looking at the bottle, we picture that he's probably imagining just, like, shattering this bottle. And then the idea that, like, instead what shatters is this plate. Uh, I don't know if this is communicating well, but the idea of, like, the audio cue in your head, hearing the shattering of the bottle, but then instead realizing it's for the plate, even though there is no shattering. I don't know what I'm talking about, but that's what happened when I watched that. <laughs> I love that journey for you, though. Thank yeah. You. <laughs> it seemed to, to be really important to you, and I'm, I'm glad that you had that. <laughs> Even yeah, if I, I also that. don't really know what you're talking about. <laughs> I got it. I, I... <laughs> um, <clears throat> but yeah, also, like, seeing him and how, like, sad he is looking at that plate uh, was also very emotional and like communicates that like empathy that like how must he be feeling when he realizes he can't even like successfully carry a plate mm-hmm. um, and that understanding of like okay yeah he's he doesn't want to do this he doesn't want to become not himself uh, brutal tragic beautiful <laughs> Um, I also said that this would work well as a play, I think. Yeah, yeah. I had the same thought. It, I mean, it feels like a play. Like, the mm-hmm. like the cinematography is beautiful, and, like, obviously, like, the landscapes that they're driving through and, like, the house that they rent in the middle of nowhere, like, all of that is gorgeous. And so you would definitely lose that in a play setting. But because so much of this movie is just, like, very small, intimate moments, like, it could be mm-hmm. translated easily for the stage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the shot of them, of uh, Sam at the piano, and the camper at the bottom of the window, and then Tusker walking in and, like, standing next to the window. The lighting is perfect. It, like, looks like a painting. It's just, like, perfectly staged to be, like, this camper just outside the window, framed in, like, the lower third of it. 
it was beautiful. There are so many beautiful shots in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Also of like the dawn when they're waking up and it's like that like bright blue sky uh, and like the mountains are shadows. Yeah. A bunch of like quick gorgeous shots of nature and then they <clears> get to <throat> the sister's house. Um, yeah. What else is there to say about this movie besides it's beautiful and very sad? I don't have any other notes. I just had those four. I didn't take notes. Um, but one thing that I just wanted to I wasn't going to let that piano acting slide. Yeah, no, <laughs> that's fine. Um, just the... <laughs> the sequence when they, like, first get to uh, his sister's house. And he's like, well, we'll be sleeping in the van. And Tusker's like, no, 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 we're staying in your old bedroom. <laughs> and, and Sam's like, what the fuck? Like, what are we doing? And then it, like, cuts to them, like, trying to, like, two grown-ass men trying to, like, fit onto a twin-size bed. Uh, it's just, like, a funny visual and also, like, super relatable. And also, mm-hmm. um, when he tries to, like, turn out the light, when Colin Firth tries to turn out the light and just, like, falls out of the bed... <laughs> It's just, yeah. like, really good physical comedy from Colin Firth. <laughs> um, and it also made me think of the iconic Saturday Night Live, uh, Do It In My Twin Bed. <laughs> Forgot about it is this. Like, just great stuff. <laughs> I like that you don't get a full idea of how small that bed is until Colin Firth falls right. out. And yeah. You're like, oh, yeah, there's a slice. You're on a <laughs> tiny portion of this tiny bed when like Stanley, he's like well you're on the you're in the middle of the bed and stanley tucci's like no i'm on the edge but he's like padding like actual like there's there's room there like he could definitely scoot over yeah <laughs> um the only other thing i will say uh i did like this movie i thought it was very good um yeah i for me personally i think uh i I gave myself this movie was at a little bit of a disadvantage because I watched it right after I watched Nomadland and I will not say anything about Nomadland it literally just came out yesterday so most people haven't watched it yet but Nomadland like blew me away also about a camper van and I was gonna say Mm. there's a lot of similarities between this movie Mm. and Nomadland like a a shocking number of similarities and if you if the two of you specifically or anybody else who's listening like watches Nomadland while this movie is still fairly fresh in your mind. Like there's a bizarre amount of <laughs> like, I, I don't, again, I don't want to say too much more and it's not like you can spoil Nomadland either, but it's just like, there's a lot of like really small little things that's because I literally watched, I, I finished Nomadland and then like went to the bathroom, filled up my water bottle and started this movie. So I watched them so close together that like all of those like little details and like little moments i was just like oh <laughs> and so like wow. i did like this movie but coming off so quickly off the heels of nomadland which like totally blew me away i don't think i love this movie as much as i maybe would have had i watched it like wholly separate from like had i been like a slightly different viewing experience which sure. is not necessarily a bad thing and again i still did like this movie um but that was just like a very 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 weird accidental double bill that i planned for myself and executed last night (laughs) yeah i just can't believe you hated this movie because of that i did that's exactly what i've said fuck this movie (laughs) this this movie's worse than mute 
I'm I'm done with this podcast forever. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! Um, but yeah, I didn't. I I don't really. I mean, I don't have anything else to say. It's it's good. I feel like we've tread. It's it's a pretty. I simple think we've done movie. a good job. <laughs> yeah. Like there's so. there's not a lot to it. I mean, like it's it's an emotionally powerful story but like in terms of like plot and other like there's just not that much going on it's just a very simple simple little romeo and juliet spin all the moments of just like colin firth playing piano on uh stanley tucci's arm or like just like gently caressing each other very emotional it was very sweet yeah that was the chemistry that's it's like all those little things yeah Mm -hmm. um the only other thing I will say, and we talked about this a little bit, and I asked to like hold it till the end, is just I agree with you. I wish that this movie didn't have the piano sequence, and not just because of the bad piano acting, but I just think like the, the, you faded to black, and then I was going to say the, for that it just felt like it was already it, done. It felt really out of place. Like it just didn't feel yeah. like it fit with the rest of the movie. Um, like it, it was sweet and. <clears throat> He was playing the song that earlier in the movie Stanley Tucci said, I love this song, but you never play it for me, right? Wasn't he? I could be wrong about that. Probably, maybe. Uh, maybe, I don't know. I just thought of something else when you're finished. Okay, but I, like, so, like, it is sweet. It just, I feel like the movie ends in the fade to black. Like, there's that, like, final yeah. line of dialogue, and then it fades to black, and it just, I feel like that's where the movie should have ended. And I was, like, fully ready for the credits to start rolling, and then all of a sudden we just like see Colin Firth play a not we see some sort of weird CGI hybrid of Colin Firth playing a piano. And I was like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And then it cuts and then it goes to credits. I was like, this just seems like a weird add-on for for no real added value to me. Uh what I was <clears> gonna say is this is a question for Matt, uh, who has historically said that the greatest flaw of No Country for Old Men is that you don't mm. see the climax of the movie. Oh, interesting. And you do not see the climax of this movie. I was What are a your thoughts upset. on that? I was a little upset that it ended. <laughs> I like the piano part only because it suggested that maybe because Colin Firth is like, can I go with you? Like, you let me go with you? That then he's like, no, then I'm not letting that happen. We're going to live our long lives together and I'm going to fade into dementia and you're going to play this piano recital. And so it's actually a happy ending if you look at it that way. Um, but no, I do. I was a little upset that they cut away because uh, I really wanted to like see them in bed like in the final moments. But maybe that's masochistic. I think in no, this I movie... No, I wanted the same thing. Uh, but I felt hmm. more robbed this time than I did in No Country for Old Men. Oh, no way. Yeah. A, a loving fade to black of them deciding, like, okay, I guess we're going to do this. And the idea that the last shot, that the first shot is really the last shot, that's all you really need. Because if you were to but put that's, that at the very end... But that end, first shot is no different than the cops showing up after everyone's already dead. No, because No yeah. Country for Old Men is a building tension of <clears throat> violence... And then the last thing you see of Llewellyn is like, <laughs> that pool's all right. And then like, okay, well then what the fuck is the point? Like now we're gonna skip all the other parts. And there's like a shootout. The difference between a shootout and like a couple uh, poisoning themselves is like a vast difference. Is there's it no not comparison. just this movie shootout? No. The the shootout is the piano recital. 
no. but the climax is that first shot. <laughs> or maybe just they some, didn't take it. Just and it some was just food for thought. Them. I've actually okay. settled on the climax being the conversation that they have. Um, yeah, that oh. does seem like it. Yeah. <clears throat> just like but. 45 years, the climax <clears throat> is them dancing, right? Oh, God bless that movie. But yeah, the end of that movie is also brutal. Not quite as and, brutal and very brutal in a different way, but just like, ugh. Is this Andrew Haig? No. Oh. It's uh, Harry McQueen, who hmm. I looked him up last night. I'll pull it up again. Uh, this is only his second film that he's directed. Wow. And he got Tucci and Firth. He directed a movie Good called place. Hinterland in 2014. Hmm. Also, uh, he was in this movie. Oh, what? Was he the Harry friend? McQueen. Yeah, he, he was, I believe he, let me double check that. everyone that. wanted to die? Yeah, t- when he's like, I've been trying to forget you for 30 years. I was like, God, what a funny line. Uh, oh, maybe I made that. I thought I saw that last night. Um, I'll look, I'll confirm. Maybe it's I just think, at the party. I think he was the brother-in-law. Whoa. I think. Mm. Wow. Would you guys watch this on an aeroplane? Yes. Sure, why not? I, I wouldn't. Wow. I would cry. <laughs> I know, but I watched uh, Me, Earl, and the Dying Girl on a plane and sobbed, and so I'm, I'm looking for that energy again. Yeah, but when you cry, you have to wipe your eyes, and you can't do that because of COVID. Uh, COVID ruins everything, even crying on planes. <laughs> I would absolutely uh, spend time on this movie set. Fuck yeah. I would oh. live in that camper with them. I... Yeah, I mean, basically, I'll go anywhere that isn't the United States at this point, but I'll super go to, like, beautiful England. Yeah. <laughs> Specifically um, to hang with Tucci and Firth. Yeah, and, like, if, and I get to, also, if I get to go to England brand. and hang out with Tucci and Firth, like, sh- yeah, sign me house. up. The, which, the, like, the one that they rented? Both. Oh. Um, <laughs> Both. We don't what need to pick our... favorites here. Oh, uh, what, tattoos? Tattoo no, ideas. I didn't think of any. Uh, the stars. You could do, like, the, the triangle with the Milky oh, Way yeah. in the middle. Yeah. Um, it would just look like a bunch of black dots on your arm, though. <laughs> Which, is that what I'm going to just, like, like weirdly dark freckles <laughs> on my arm? Yeah, no, like, what is <laughs> that? You could get brown ink and have them just look like freckles. Put them yeah. right on your face. I'm sure I have a constellation somewhere on there. Tierney, lean in towards the screen real quick. Let's take a look. (laughs) Um, There's there's you could get the name Tusker. Tusker, yeah, that's it. Just like his right on your um, butt. Yeah, the 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 artwork of like the book that he wrote. Yeah, um, just with his name on the top and whatever the fuck the book was called. Um, There's I can't remember there was. I think it was this when she's talking about like so when um stanley tucci and um the sister colin first mm-hmm. sister were just like having a conversation at the party and she's basically like you find out that they're selling that house which apparently was their mother's house mm-hmm. um and she was she says something like oh i'm gonna miss it and he's and I, like stanley tucci says something to the effect of like well the fact that you'll miss it so much is why it it means so much or something along those lines, which is not that it was great when you had it. That's yeah. Something like that. Um, which is not like a super profound thing, but I did think it was like a very sweet encapsulation of a lot of what was going on in this movie. 
Yeah. So like, I almost just like wrote that, that line, line of down. dialogue. I think would be really sweet. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I like the here. G.K. Chesterton quote, which is, uh, like, a man dies not from a lack of wonders, but from lack of wonder. Yeah. Because I was like, ooh, that is the story of my life. <laughs> Ask lots of questions. <laughs> People love it. Um, so we can't really talk about things that this movie was nominated for because it's still, like, the Oscars window hasn't even closed yet. Um, yeah. Good circle back. I could see. So I we could see. circle back. Here's what I'm going to say, though. It's probably not going to get nominated for anything. Well, um, which is not like a, that's not a me saying that. Like, that's not like my opinion. I'm just like, as you two know, and some of the people who are listening, I like obsessively follow these types of things. And like, I've been keeping tabs on likely nominees for a while. And Supernova has not really come up in any of the, the conversations that I've followed, wow, which wow. I think is kind of shocking. I don't know. It's it's weird. I wonder if it was like a release thing. Like this movie just like came out too late because it it didn't play like a major festival, which like a lot of the the big players like Nomadland just came out, Minari just came out, but those played major festivals in the fall, whereas this really didn't. So I wonder yeah. if like that's part of it. But I mean, like I, I look at the the potential list of best actors, and like it's a pretty good list. But I feel like at least either one of them could theoretically like be in the mix but they're just not which is weird that is weird yeah and because both of them have been nominated before so right it's not like they're not what like, was two yeah, nominated the, for i think was devil he, I, was, I think he was nominated for devil wears prada he was really um, good in that movie I fucking love Stanley Tucci. Let's just say that one more time. Um, uh, also, I feel like we would be remiss if we didn't just take like 30 quick seconds to appreciate Stanley Tucci and Patricia Clarkson as the greatest cinema parents of all time in Easy A. That should have been a category only for that year. And then they would have both won Oscars just for being the coolest parents in any movie ever. Yeah. Just, they're so good. They're so good yeah. in that movie. Uh, I love them. I also watch that movie again just for the parents. <coughs> Yeah, I was talking uh, to my fam, like on my family, uh, like FaceTime, and I brought up the parents from EZA, and my brother was like, "Yeah, they were great. I remember them." And I was like, "I want to make a movie that's just them on a cruise." And he was like, "I would watch that." And I was like, "Everyone I've told that to says that, so I need to wa- <laughs> to write this movie." Uh, I don't know if you guys saw it or not, but my jaw just dropped. Did you guys know that Stanley Tucci is? Uh, John Krasinski's brother-in-law and therefore Emily Blunt's sister-in-law. I learned that on my family phone call because I was like, oh, like he's yesterday? married to a Blunt? No, like, <laughs> okay. Because, yeah, he's married to a Blunt. I didn't know Trill. that. Felicity Blunt? Trill. Blunt. Why? I, I thought you would get more enjoyment out of that. He's married just, to like, a Blunt? parties together. Yeah, imagine those family parties. <laughs> um, Two Blunts. Sounds like my kind of party. You know what I mean? <laughs> there it is. <laughs> we got there eventually. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, I would say, like, I think... I Yeah, I think that either one of them, or both of them, could theoretically, should theoretically be in the mix for an acting nomination. I also think this, the cinematography is gorgeous. Like, this yeah. movie was, was just, like, a beautiful yeah. thing to look at. Um but yeah, it's it's not on either. Um, and again, like it could still pop up, but like 
the things that I've been tracking so far, it's just like very off the radar, which seems weird. Like this seems like the type of movie that in a normal non-pandemic year would at least be getting some amount of buzz, you know? Yeah. My only thought is that it really was, it's too small. Like the production companies are pretty small. Bleecker Street's like the biggest one. Yeah. It might be nominated for BAFTA more likely. It'll, I was going to say that's mm. probably true. I, I bet it will get some, some love at the BAFTAs. Cause it, it's got, it's, I mean, it's BBC helped fund it. Yeah. B, BFI is in there too. So like, I feel like Colin Firth is the Meryl Streep of the BAFTAs. Yeah. <laughs> Where they're just like, Colin Firth is in something? Cool. Okay, nominate him. Save him a spot. Supporting or lead. Put him in both. <laughs> oh, man. So, what have you guys been up to this week? It's been a little over a week since we chit-chatted mm-hmm. last time. Chit-chat. Chit-chat. I'll go quick. I'll yeah. go quickly. Um, we, I finished Industry. Um, it was great, and the end the end of the eighth episode, uh, end of the eighth episode, was great. And I hope they get a second season. I think they. We talked did about this get... last week. They, they did get a second season. Good. Well, I finished <laughs> I, it. Well, I, um, I didn't know if you had finished it last week, but I definitely you mentioned wanting them to get a second season. I was like, they did. It sounded familiar. <laughs> I know. Okay. Anyway, watch that. Uh, watch in and of itself the uh, magic. Fuck yes. Holy shit. What did you think? Uh, Very good and emotional. uh, And I watched it with uh, my boyfriend and I said that it was a magic show. Uh Uh, (laughs) And then after he was like, you did not correctly describe what that movie was. That was not a magic show. That was very emotional. And I was like, I didn't know the content. And he's like, you said it was a magic show. There were like six magic tricks. I was like, okay, but. I didn't know how little magic there was in it. Um, where is it? Yeah. Where is that available? It's on Hulu. Okay. Hulu. Um, it's on Hulu. It's very good. Hulu. Uh, Hulu. <laughs> I watched the first Scream for the first time. Yes, 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 yes. Love that movie. Yeah. Uh, very fun. Didn't realize just how many like movie references there are in it. Not just to like the horror movie genre, but like at one point somebody says something and Jamie Kennedy's like, oh, okay, Alicia, as if. And I was like, that movie came out a year before this movie and they're already referencing it within the movie. Uh, the which f- I thought was funny. The first movie is so clever. Yeah. Like, it's genuinely, it like, a good slasher film. Like, it, it does all the slasher things really well, but it also is just, like, a very cleverly written, like, satire spoof on, like, Hollywood and, like, the horror genre in general. It, I yeah. love the first Scream. And, like, Jamie the... Kennedy yelling, Jamie, look behind you. It's like, <laughs> wow. How did you figure this out? The first one is definitely the best. Um, but I do think the other ones are mostly worth your time. The third one sucks. But the fourth is good, and we're getting a, a fifth one next year. So God bless me. Scream. <laughs> um, so I watched that. Um, and... Oh, WandaVision. Caught up on WandaVision. <laughs> I just had a sneeze. <laughs> I thought that was just a whatever, man. <laughs> and what kind of was, actually, and then I had a sneeze. I was, um, it definitely looked like you were just kind of like, meh. Oh, and also sneeze. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a two for one. Um, but, no, I thought, I expected something bigger to happen in this last episode, and I feel like I'm at the point where I'm like, yeah, none of this is surprising to me. So, yeah. Like, and I don't know, like, like 
yes, some of it is like, oh, that's an interesting way that this has been revealed or whatever. But it doesn't feel like I know what we're building towards yet or why it matters. So we'll see. Yeah, it's fun. I was talking. I'm going to steal Joel's. um, He we were talking. This is we were talking after the sixth episode, but I think it's definitely true after the seventh episode as well. Um, Like we're both enjoying it. It's still fun. And we're like excited to continue watching it and see where the last two episodes end up going. But he said um, we were talking about how it was just like kind of a step down after the fifth episode. And he was like, yeah, generally once shit pops off, I like it to stay popped. And I was like, yeah, same. And I feel like we haven't really like, I, everything was kind of building. And then the end of the fifth episode happened and it was like a truly shocking moment. And then everything after that has just kind of been like either, yeah, this is fun, but not really that shocking or, like a reveal that was supposed to be shocking that just like wasn't at all, or I didn't find to be shocking. So yeah, we'll see where the next two go. I'm excited. It's still fun. And like, it's a fun way to spend some time on a very, very early Friday morning, which is what I've been doing lately. Yeah. Same. (laughs) Uh, But also like trending on Twitter was like John Krasinski. And like, there were rumors that John Krasinski is going to cameo as Reed Richards for the fantastic four. Which I was kind of like, cool, let's do something big like that. Where it's like, oh shit, you're really expanding things. And uh, he didn't get introduced, and I don't think he's going to. So I'm like, okay, well then, like, what is the big surprise we're waiting for? Besides, like, the the one that everyone was talking about. Mm-hmm. The, the cameo that no one expected. Which I'm still kind of like, but I don't know if this means anything. It seems I think it might just be fun. To not mean anything. So uh, maybe it bummer. will, which is kind of fun, but yeah. Yeah. So anyway, that's what I've been watching. Uh, who's next? I can go. I could go. Oh, you go. I'll go. Um, so I am stuck at home because it's, there's still a pandemic. And also uh-huh. it was really cold. Not like Texas cold, but like cold um, in Colorado. And so I, since we last recorded, I've seen 20 movies, <gasps> uh, including 10 just last weekend. Uh um, oh my god! And also, I've uh, I watched the entire first season of For All Mankind, which is <laughs> an hour long drama on Apple TV Plus, as well as the premiere of the first season. There's oh the second god. season, so I've just been like working, and then as soon as I get done with work, I just go sit on the couch for several hours at a time. So maybe let's go rapid fire through them. <laughs> I'm not going to mention all of them. Oh, I'm just, like, <laughs> it's like damn. No, 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 no. I wasn't going to mention all of them. I was just going to like For All Mankind is. Like, if you're into space movies or, like, space stories, um, it's really fun. Uh, it's, like, a revisionist history where the Soviet Union was the first ones to the moon. And so, like, the space race never ended. Um, like, it just kept going. And, like, Soviets made it there. And then we were like, well, we need to have a moon base before they have a moon base. And then they both have moon bases. And then it's just, like, this... It, it's It's pretty interesting and the That's first cool season concept. yeah it's like a really cool idea that i've i it's not the first season is it's a little slow and i think that like the episodes themselves are a little bloated like they don't all need to be an hour long and i think there's like a couple subplots that i think we could have excised but for the most part it's pretty fun um and the first season ended with like a pretty cool tease for the second season um and i watched the first episode of the second season last night and uh and by last night i mean this morning at three in the morning <laughs> <laughs> um 
but I, I'm pretty excited to see where this one goes. And according to the early reviews, the the last couple episodes of the second season are just like jaw dropping. So wow, pretty Do excited. They introduce aliens. I mean, we'll see. I don't know. Um, <laughs> Uh, another noteworthy movie I saw is Barb and Star Go to Vista Del Mar, Fuck. which is... How did you watch that? Because I, I went to go watch it, and it was like $20 to rent, and I was like, I can't afford this shit. Yeah. And so, so I didn't. Spoiler. But I want to see it so badly. <laughs> uh, my brother-in-law works for Dish, okay. and so he gets uh, some Damn. on-demand benefits from that, and uh, they were out of town last weekend. And so I was at their house dog sitting. And so I was like, okay, I won't fit the, fit the, foot the $20 bill. <laughs> I'll just put this on, on dish instead. So, Smart. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I wanted to see it. I wasn't going to spend $20 on, on my own. But then when I realized that I was going to be at their house, I was like, oh, fuck y'all. <laughs> like I'll rent the $20. <laughs> uh, it is truly insane. <laughs> it looks amazing. So fucking bonkers. And it is just like weird and like just so strange. But also like had several moments where I was like crying laughing. <laughs> so like I don't know if I can necessarily endorse a $20 rental, especially like if you're splitting with people, that's probably fine. But like yeah. uh, doing it on your own, I don't think I can fully endorse that. But if you wait like another month or two, I bet the price will drop to like ten, or maybe even down to like this five six range that most rentals are, and it's that definitely worth your money at that point. It is so strange, and I like. <laughs> I don't want to say too much. I didn't like love it, but I also did love it. I don't know. It's very very weird, and I would love <laughs> to talk to somebody else about it. So whenever the price goes down, if we want to have that conversation, I'm very ready. Good and, to know. and then the only other thing I want to shout out is I mentioned it already, but Nomadland is so fucking good. Just mm. so fucking good. I loved that movie. Chloe Ja uh, did The Rider a few years ago, which is super, super, super under heard of, seen. Uh, strongly recommend that movie. This was her follow up. I've been looking forward to it for a while, and it super did not disappoint. Um, Frances McDormand is great. There's a lot of like really small little things. Um, it kind of reminded me, um, you know, in, like the Florida project, like a lot of the people in that were just like felt like real people because they were like, they just, they weren't actors. They were just like, I, I, I think, and I didn't, I didn't like do the research on this, but I like, they either did a really good job casting or that's no, amateur. It's, I was going to say it's, there's people. a lot of like real humans in this outside of obviously Francis McDormand <laughs> and David Strathairn, but there's not like actors in this generally love David Strathairn. It's it's so good. It just like blew me away, and like it seemed for a while that this year's Oscars is like a race between Minari and Nomadland, and like I am very here for either one of those winning because they're like both uh, both fantastic. So Minari is remarkable. Minari is so that. fucking good. It's going to be available for rental, probably a twenty dollar rental next week. I don't really know. It's twenty dollars on a twenty four right now. We'll see, but. Minari and Nomadland are both fantastic, and they're both finally fairly easily available to people, so you should definitely check them out. 
that's it. Nice. Bless up. But also, I watched a bunch of other movies. If you have more questions, let me know. (laughs) 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 Or follow me on Letterboxd, either one. (laughs) Uh, So I went to go watch Bob Barb and Steyer go to Vista Del Mar. Uh, but it was $20, so I was like, oh, I'll watch something on Netflix. So I watched The Dig, and it was fine. Um, oh, okay. That's on my list, but I was, like, not totally sure if I wanted it on my list. It sounds like I can probably take it off. It, was, it wasn't It was terrible. Uh, it wasn't anything to write home about, really. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, I watched Judas and the Black Messiah, and that was excellent. Oh, good. I gotta watch that. Um, and then I started watching Chewing Gum. And it is oh. so much weirder and funnier than, well, obviously, uh, oh my god, I'm blanking. I may destroy you. Yes, thank you. Uh, <laughs> That's why I was so confused when, like, you were, when we first started talking about I May Destroy You and I hadn't watched it yet. I was like, and is it a comedy? No. Because no. she's so funny in Chewing yeah. Gum that I was like, how, but like, <clears throat> I May Destroy You is such a different, perfect uh, TV show. And this is such a weird British comedy that's like I fucking love so it. raunchy. It's so funny. Alex, uh, our friend Alex loves chewing gum. Uh, it's she's so the one good. First recommended it. Yeah, uh, it's I ridiculous. started watching that last night and was like, because I was like, I need to watch something before I go to bed besides Supernova. <laughs> and so I saw chewing gum was on HBO and I was like, oh. Um, and then uh, I finished. Re- so I have books because this is what I do now. Um, I finished reading Panine, and uh, I have to say, it didn't hit as well this time around. Oh, bummer. Yeah. I don't know why, but um, <laughs> <laughs> then I read uh, uh, Freedom is a Constant Struggle by uh, Angela Davis, and that, well, I listened to the audiobook of it, because Chicago got a lot of snow, so there's a lot of shoveling <laughs> to be had, um, and I thought that was really good, um, and just like very i mean she's a professor so there's like a lot of like scholarly aspects of freedom movements around the world which i found to be i felt like i was just sitting in a lecture it was wonderful oh, interesting. um <clears throat> and she reads it too so it's like yeah. um it is like she's delivering a lecture it's wonderful and then i started reading just today the thursday murder club which is narrated by leslie manville and oh. she is a fantastic there's so much like sass in her narration it is uh-uh. wonder- I'm only like five minutes in but I was like oh my god <laughs> so I'll Wait. let you know how that is it's like 12 hours so it might take me a couple weeks bless um nice. one other quick note that I just remembered um we have a twitter account that I we're trying to be a little bit more active on did you guys see the the poll that I put up earlier this week no <laughs> no <laughs> Oh wait, was uh, it Godzilla? Or... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they released the uh, Warner Media released the trailer for the Mortal Kombat remake, <laughs> and so I put a, a poll up: which one are people more excited about, uh, Godzilla versus Kong or Mortal Kombat? Uh, both of those movies looked like absolute trash, and I could not be more excited to watch them. But anyway, all of that is to say, we got some traction on the poll. We got four votes. <laughs> Wow. wow. I was one of them. And an uh, overwhelming majority uh, is more excited about Mortal Kombat. So when that all comes to our HBO screens, or HBO Max screens in April, we'll have to do a special episode of The Pod. We have to give the people what they want, oh which, which is a Mortal Kombat. <laughs> oh, God. 
I just watched the first one in the beginning of the pandemic and I've already forgotten everything about it. Like the the one that came out in like the nineties? Mm-hmm. Was that when it came out? Yeah. Yeah. It seemed like it was the seventies. <laughs> it's old as hell. It's, <laughs> graphics are terrible. It's so, so bad. bad. <laughs> Mortal Kombat. <laughs> oh god. Um, anyway, uh I'm finished. <laughs>